Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi. there he is. What's up, motherfuckers? How are you? You know. Turn your camera on so I can see your beautiful face. Oh, you want to see my face, motherfucker? Okay. Starting a little aggressive. There it is. <laughs> Why wow. did you blur your background? Blurred background. I like it. Because I've been having, I've been, okay, so I'm doing a, sh a pilot right now with uh, John Cryer. Great. And he's funny. Ab he's very funny. And Abigail Spencer. Who's very oh, beautiful. I know yeah. her too. Yeah, you guys She's cool. in Oz, great and powerful. Yeah, That's she was in yeah. Oz. She's a really nice person. Yeah, and uh, we are the three of us are doing a pilot together with uh, Tom Werner. Believe it or not, remember Carsey Carsey Warner? Remember okay. Carsey Warner? Is it a Roseanne. sitcom or a single cam? It's sitcom, multicam for NBC. Great, congratulations. Thank you very much. And what so, does that have to do with why you blurred your background? So I've been having to do all of these Zoom meetings and stuff like that with the producers and some people from the network. And we had a table read in front of the studio. And I didn't want my wife's drapes. <laughs> Dresses. <laughs> well, same shit. Her drapes in the background hanging in front of all of these people. So The I, funny thing is the algorithm as you can see, doesn't know what to do with About your headphones. About the headphones. <laughs> so it, it's, it's so confused that they keep appearing and disappearing. All right, let me fix this. I'm yeah, unfix it you. because we know about your clothes. We're not yeah, a studio you're exec. Not Thank you. It. That's you're where. That's fine. There you go. There you go. Uh, How are well, you, man? Wait, wait. Congrats. That's awesome. Are you having fun doing the pilot? Yeah, you know, it's a crazy thing because in this, in this climate, you know, you would think that people aren't looking for sitcoms anymore. 
No, they're they're always every time someone proclaims the sitcom dead, it comes back. You just need a good one, you know. People grew up on them; they love them. Friends is still with the new generation the most popular TV show. Um, People love Seinfeld. You just got to find. You just need you know if it works, it works. Yeah. So we're 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 taking a swing at that, and I got one of the best to ever do it in John Cryer. Yeah, the team. So he knows he knows how to do it. And and Michael Malley is writing it, so it's a it's actual. It's a, do you have it's a funny great... jokes? Are you hilarious? I think I have funny jokes. I think I'm funny. You know, I don't. I don't know. You know. When do you shoot? Because uh, for the audience who doesn't know, um, you know, you uh, a, a sitcom in front of a live audience, you rehearse uh, for a week or maybe a pilot longer, and then you eventually bring in an audience. Will you have a live audience in this COVID there will era? Be a, in the COVID era, there will be a live audience. The trick is they're up in the stands. And you don't have a lot of people on the floor anymore. So, like, uh-huh. you know, hanging out in in Video Village and all of that stuff, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. But at least you'll have real audience. You know, in the COVID era, they they uh, were doing things like having just some of the crew up there or they would have a fake laugh track. Um, you know, the, the fun of doing a comedy sitcom is having real people laugh. So that's that's good. You're going to have that. When, yeah. do you, when do you do the taping? On my birthday, which is Wednesday, this That's upcoming good. Wednesday. Goodness. Yeah. So I'm working on my birthday. I love to work on my birthday. Am I allowed to come? You know, I, if my wife can't come, I'm sorry, baby. You can't come either. They told you your wife couldn't come? Well, they're saying she can't be on the floor and she has to sit in the audience. And oh, I'm like, not trying to sit in the audience. I don't. Th- I didn't think you would want to do that either. So no, but I just think it's lame. Like I can test. I'll test. I'll do everything. I'll, I'll enter the protocol of the show. Well, this will come out the day before my birthday, so let's, which is the day we shoot. What a nice um, present to get for your birthday, a pilot. I love working on my birthday. It's the best. It's I'm the gonna, best. I got to think of what to get you. You want to really know what to get me? It's going to be some animated thing that I don't want to buy you. Okay. What is it? Is it some, you're going to be like, I need, um, there's a special rig for my animation. Well, there is a special rig. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, a while ago, you wanted me to buy a um, a, um, a, 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 a you know a this company control. No, no, no. You know a company that makes um, anim- animatable. Is that the word? Puppets. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they do likenesses. And you have one that one that you always put on your Instagram is you. And you were right. saying that that I needed to get me so you could animate us together. Yes, and do like. The scrubs. It'd be uh, pretty narcissistic if my present to you was a, an animated puppet of me. It would be the best gift ever because <laughs> I could do. I could do like the, the the. I could animate the opening theme song for our podcast and put it on. All right. The social. How much is it? How much is the puppet? About ten thousand dollars. Shut the fuck up. I'm dead serious, man. I had to pay so much money for this puppet. I look. I'm not, not only- buying you a ten thousand. I mean, I'm not buying you a ten thousand dollar birthday present. I wouldn't ask you to buy me a ten thousand dollar birthday. I know. I didn't think you were going to say ten. I thought you might say three. No, that's just not. No, this is. Just- is there a three version? Mine doesn't have to be as good as yours. <laughs> <laughs> These things last forever. One, they last forever. L- listen to me trying to sell you on it. They right last on. forever. Hi, I'm Donald Faison <laughs> from the Puppet Animation Company. Your Zach Braff puppet would last forever. Speaking of animation, I'm taking an animation course with Ardman right now, and it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, I got my animation, my animations begin, my beginnings over at Stupid Buddy Studios, and now I'm, I'm, I'm 
branching out into the Ardman world. I'm going to kill this fly that's in my closet. Um, I'm branching out into the Ardman world, and uh, it's kind of fun. I'm playing with plasticine. I'm learning from, you know, the top animators over at Ardman. It's a lot of, you know, you don't get to do that often. Uh, well, you're, you're you're doing something that's so it's so interesting to you and such well, a passion. But even 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 if even that just the fact that I was able to get into the academy is great because they don't let everybody in, and you know, uh, I'm 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 happy to be a part of it. Well, that's awesome. I'm in New York. I'm coming home soon. I've been here a long Yay! time. Woo! I was at the Tonys, which was a lot of fun. You look and, sharp, uh, by the way, in that flat. nice purple very velour Thank suit. you. I got so much love for that tux. I got to tell you, I, I I I used to be such a conservative dresser, but now I'm trying to spice it up a little bit, and I have this. Hell yeah, those. De- I didn't know them sneakers you had on at the freaking panel with yeah, Jordan got- Dior's, dude. I got dunked on so hard. You dunked <laughs> on me so hard, dude. You not well, only dunked on me, but you grabbed the back of my head and pushed them into your nuts. Listen, it was like Aah! I want everyone to know that I didn't buy those sneakers. They were a present. And uh, I wouldn't spend that much money on sneakers. I wouldn't Still. buy Dior Nikes, but they are—they were Dior, a not Dior someone. Nikes, Dior Jordans. I okay. I didn't know the tech. I I know they were just Dior Nikes. I didn't know they were they were Jordan Lows. Is that what they are? Yes. Yeah. They were very. They're very beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I just wear them though. I guess a lot of people who wear sneaker freaks would take shoes like that and put them in a glass case on the on in on the shelf. But I but I'm like I I wear them. I mean I don't wear them everywhere. I don't wear them to like say, the dog park. Are, yeah, I was about to say, please don't fucking rock those like there. It's a taxi cab. Please don't do that. Uh we don't have Joelle today because she's dealing with uh, some personal matters, but we have DJ Daniel who will step up with the extra Extra mile today, Daniel. Are you I ready? Got my, I got my Google searches ready. I will not fail you this time. Oh, I just wanted to go back to my suit for one second. Um, I literally was, I said to my stylist, like, I, I don't want to go full Billy Porter, but let's do something a little bit brave. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I not only ran not only ran into Billy Porter, who loved it and commented on it, but ran into RuPaul, who was like, Ooh, oh, my saying? God, I love that suit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, coming from you. What do you call this color? All night I've been trying to figure it out. And he goes, I think it's antique rose. And uh, <laughs> I love I, that, man. I'm literally like Great sitting on the, on, the, on the sidewalk outside of Radio City Music Hall discussing the, what the exact shade of my velvet tuxedo is from, with RuPaul. That was pretty cool. Was it nice to catch up with Billy Porter? Yeah, I love Billy. You know, my career started with Billy, and he's just uh, with Broken Hearts Club, and he's just taken off. Uh, uh, he's on such fire with his career, and he's such a good person. I just love the whole Broadway community, man. It's such a they haven't done the Tonys in a few years, and to be invited to introduce Spring Awakening, which was a show I really loved, and be with all those actors, and I just, I just, I love it. I've been hearing, I've been here seeing a bunch of Broadway shows, and I encourage anyone who has the means and, and is in New York to to see a Broadway show. It, it, it's a it's an industry that's really struggling um, because of COVID and is trying to come back. And I just love it. I grew up doing it with my my father, going as with my father and my parents, as I've told you before. And there's just something magical about seeing live theater and um, and and being with all those uh, people at the Tonys was really cool. I have a you know, I don't know Billy Porter, but I, you know, my buddy worked at the theater that Five Guys Named Mo was at, and Billy Porter was the understudy for, you know, the one of the Five Guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him, and no disrespect to the dude who was doing the show, 
But I remember seeing the understudy and being like, yo, why is that the understudy, right? <laughs> uh, and, then, that, and then in the same theater that my buddy was the usher at, I saw Grease and he played, you know, the he did the number Beauty School Dropout. He does that number. Yeah. And he fucking crushes it, right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to matinees on Wednesdays where there's not a lot of people in the audience for these plays and stuff like that. But I'm telling you something right now. I just remember, I one, Billy Porter is such a part of my Broadway experience because of, you know, the limited shows that I did get to see. Mm-hmm. He was in two of them. And he was yeah. so wonderful. And he was so powerful. It was like... Yeah. You know. He's an he's an insane talent, and 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 you know when we were doing Broken Hearts Club together, he ha- he he just had he's the ultimate example of a whiteboarding kind of person, man. Nobody I know had more had bigger designs than Billy and big plans, and uh, he's he's made it all happen. And mm-hmm. I said to him the other day, I go, you better. I hope you're resetting your your goals, man, because you've accomplished everything that we were talking about when we were you know in in '99. You know, you've you've made it all happen and more. So uh, he's a great person. Anyway, let's get in the show, Donald. Count us in. Five, six, it's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said he's got stories that we all should know. So gather around to hear our gather around to hear our sports rewatch show with Zach and Donald. So last week, it was cool. You guys got to hear the panel we did in Austin. We had a really fun time doing that, right, Donald? It was so great to see everybody. It made me miss miss them all so much. Yeah. Because I really- see Donald and we I see Bill, but I don't really see much of the others in in real life that much. It's really nice to see. It was great to see Neil. It was great to see Johnny. It was great to see Judy. It was great to touch them, you know what I mean? And, and feel their presence instead of just seeing it over a Zoom. And then, of course, it was awesome to see Sarah. Sarah flew in early. And the three of us got to hang out. And in yeah. typical Sarah Chalk fashion, yep. she gets stuck in the elevator. Yeah. We we were anticipating, like, we told you guys, there's always some story. And we were anticipating, mm-hmm. like, okay, what is the thing going to be? And they were like, there was no, there was nothing. And we were like, this is a little weird. Like, Sarah has flown from Canada to Austin, Texas, and has had no crazy story of, of or anything right. Sarah Chalk-esque. And then we're all going, the three of us are going to dinner, uh, uh, with with my agent and um, and Sarah's not coming. We're like, where is she? Where is she? And we get a face. We get a, like, one of those dual okay. FaceTimes. Yeah. Me and Donald. Yeah. I'm stuck in the elevator and I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I am Who stuck knew? in the elevator. Right. And I just and I just I just realized I'm claustrophobic. Yes. <laughs> no. But she wasn't like jokey about. It. She goes, No, you guys understand. This this hotel is nine thousand years old and the elevator <laughs> stopped. I need you to tell it. And this hotel was so old and it had so many different banks of elevators. So she's like, Tell him I'm in the one that's over by the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like freaking out, and they couldn't find it, and so she and then starts there were, flicking there were, the emergency. And then there were button. all these people that she kept pushing the emergency button yeah. and all every every panic button. <laughs> and there were all these people asking me to sign Funko Pops, uh, and I was like, "Which you know, by the way, I had only until Austin signed one Funko Pop, and uh, I want to tell the guy who I signed it for. That happened during the pandemic. Remember when we talked about it? Well, I've I've now signed." Nine zillion because those, the, those <laughs> right. fans, the, the right. fans at the convention, that stock has dropped. Yes, I'm sorry, your stock is like Bitcoin. It is uh, in the toilet because I signed a lot of them. I mean, I can't say no to people. I I feel 
I, I want to, I want everyone to have a signed Funko Pop. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you sign those things for autograph seekers and you're signing a bunch of them, they're just going to go out and sell your signature. I know, but here's the thing. I can't tell or do I have the time to tell the difference between a genuine fan and someone who's just trying to make a buck. Um, a genuine I, fan isn't going to ask you for your autograph. Yes, they will. That's not true. Someone who loves no. the show and has a Scrubs Funko Pop might ask me to to sign it, as, as I did with the very first one. I agree with you that many of these people are just businessmen and women who are going to try and sell them on eBay. But what's it worth? Like $10? I don't I don't know what, what the... I remember know. asking somebody for an autograph when I was a kid and then realizing yes. after I got the autograph that what the fuck was I going to do with it? You know what you I mean? You know what I did? I'll Where tell you a funny story. Where is that autograph going to go? I went to a Nets I'm game. not going to stare at that shit like I'm... Fu- like, it's not a fucking iPad screen or iPhone screen where you just stare at it mindlessly. Like... Well, listen, I want to tell you a funny story. The first one of the first celebrities I'd ever seen in real life was Kadeem Harrison. Hardison. 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 Dwayne Wayne. Yes, Dwayne Wayne. And I was at a Nets game and I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, a real life celebrity. Not, not only a real life celebrity, the best celebrity. He was one of the best. When OK, I was a kid, but yeah. he was at the height of his fame and they, they had placed a guard next to him because so many people were bothering him. But I was trying to summon the courage. I'd never ran, never seen a celebrity in real life, let alone like, are you going to have the balls to ask for an autograph? And I did. And he looked so pissed. And what he scratched on that piece of paper, it didn't look like Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> it didn't look like anything. It looked like, it looked like Scribble, but the subtitles under the Scribble said, fuck off, kid. <laughs> well, Kadeem is a sweetheart and, it, and is a great person. And I'm sure if you still I'm wanted not that autograph, yeah, I'm sure if you still wanted that autograph, he'd hook it up. Kadeem, if you listen, I would like a real autograph. And if you could sign it more clearly, but let me tell you what I did. <laughs> this is so dorky. This is this answers your question because I didn't know what to do with it, right? Uh, so I brought it home and I was treating it like it was like like it was a gold bar. I didn't I, I uh, the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ticket. <laughs> And I didn't know how should I display it on my wall. So I put it in a Ziploc bag and then I put, took a thumbtack and I put I thumbtacked it into the wall as like a display of art. Kadeem Hardison's autograph. If I had any friends over, I could brag that I had a Kadeem Hardison autograph that didn't look like anything other than um, someone scribbling something. Yeah, this weekend... This last week, so my kid's at basketball camp, right? And uh, he's at a spot where a lot of NBA players come through, and Kevin Durant was there, right? Speaking of the Nets. Uh, and, you know, I got to introduce my kid to Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where it was like, what's my kid going to ask for from this guy? In my mind, I'm thinking, what's he going to say to freaking Kevin Durant? That's going to be, you know what I mean? That's going to show that he's a fan. And so I go, Kevin, can I introduce you to my son and my kid? And he goes, yeah, absolutely, man. And the smile on Rocco's face when he meets Kevin Durant is like, it's the real deal. I wish I had a camera because you know how you want your kids to smile when they take a pic. Well, you guys don't know, but when you want your kids to smile to take a picture and they give you that fake shit, it always pisses you off, right? They're horrible. Kids are horrible at fake smiles. Right. This is the genuine, real deal, holy feeling. It's beautiful. And I'm like, this motherfucker's glowing right now. Look at him, right? right? Look at him shining in front of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant asks him a bunch of questions and everything. And then Kevin Durant looks down at his sneakers 
and he has on Giannis Antetokounmpo's case. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin goes, yo, what's up with your kicks, man? And Rocco, I can see in Rocco's face, he's oh, like, no. oh, right? And Kevin goes, don't worry about it, kid. I'm going to blame your father. Right? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I go, yes, yeah, I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. Don't you know we went out and got a pair of Kevin Durant? Yes, you did. Next time this boy goes and runs into Kevin. Why wasn't he wearing, he should be wearing the ones I sent him. Well, you gave him the LeBron Space Jams, man. Yeah, you can't wear those? Aren't those good? No, he could wear them. He had already outgrown those. Oh, man. Wow. Does he want to wear my Air Dior uh, (laughs) um, Jordans? Well, it depends on what size you are, but I'm sure he would. No, he I'm a 10. He doesn't fit a 10. What size is he? He's little. He's a young, young yeah, boy. Yeah, he's, he's not that yet. Let's get into the show Scrubs, Donald Faison. My Words of Wisdom, uh, written this... by uh, Eric Weinberg and directed by Victor Nelly Jr. I thought Eric Weinberg had left by this point. In... Uh, maybe. I don't know. I guess not. Or maybe he left and came back to write one or something. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you notice George Wallace is back as the preacher? I didn't realize that he was a recurring role on Scrubs. I forgot that he was on before, but he's yeah. very funny as the preacher. Yes, he is. So other times, he's every time we're in that church, he's the preacher. Okay, well, yeah. he's very. He did a very good job, and um, Jordan and and has officially made Cox uh, name the child Jennifer, Jennifer Dillon, aka JD. Yeah, and and JD walks into the funeral rejoicing. Yeah, singing. <laughs> it's a beautiful morning. And not realizing that he's walked into the carrying of the casket and uh, not being very sensitive to Laverne's funeral. Which is a big problem for Carla throughout this whole episode. She feels like everyone in the hospital is uh, just forgetting about Laverne a little too soon. I know. I I remember feeling that with myself with with death. Every time a death happens, you you are so upset. and, And of course, you have grief. And but then you see people getting back to their normal lives so quickly, and you're like, "Wow, it's fucked up how quickly people move on." Yeah, I remember at some uh, self help retreat or workshop I did, someone said one of the most powerful things I've ever said. Maybe I've said it here on the podcast, but they said, um, "You know, when you die, people are going to be very upset. They're going to go to your funeral. They're going to cry. They're going to hold each other. They're going to sob." And then they're going to go eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, life goes on. And, um, you know, it's, I feel, I remember with Nick's death feeling so guilty that I was like, there I was like on the treadmill and doing sit-ups and like my, my life was just going on. And I, I started crying one day. I was like, it's just so upset by how quickly you know, people just start returning to their normal life. So my, my, that's a long-winded way of saying I really identified with what Carla's experiencing. Um, mm. Granted, it's exaggerated because it's literally like the day of Laverne's funeral. Everyone is... But, you know, it's a hospital. They go back to work. Yeah. Uh, JD some... imagines uh, his own funeral, which was very funny. In his own funeral, he imagines that the gospel choir is singing Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. By Eddie Murphy and Rick James, <laughs> bitch. Oh, they wrote it together? <laughs> That's a Rick James song, man. Come on, bro. Oh, so you're saying he wrote it and Eddie just performed it. Is That's right. Well, Rick, James, girl is even, Rick James is even in the song. He's the one that sings, she Eddie likes was... to party. She likes to party down. 
<laughs> Eddie Murphy was legit trying to launch a music career when we were young. He had some bops. He has he has that one. party all the time is a bop. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That no, shit was like, do you remember that like shit it Michael wasn't Jackson? A... Not so much. What's up? What's up? What's up with you? Was there a full <laughs> album? I don't remember. I just remember I remember being... up your butt. Put a big house up your butt. Oh, so it was like a comedy. <laughs> was it? Was the album like a comedy album? No, he was really trying to sing. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I was confused. I remember being like, I loved him so much, but I was like, is this like, a, a, are these comedic songs or is he really going for it? I felt like he was really going for it. Party All the Time is a real jam that he <laughs> yeah. was trying to put out, dog. That shit bops, though. Keep I remember 100. the video. I do yeah. remember the video. He's smiling and laughing with Rick James in the video, man. Mm-hmm. My girl wants to party, party all, all the, the time. time. Party all the time. I forgot in the song if he is if he's... um. Upset about his girl wanting to party all the time. He don't give he a shit. It. He don't care. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics to the song. If he if he's if he's uh, against it or supportive of her desire to party all the time. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm going to say that he's not really. Daniel, can you it. assess from the lyrics? I, I imagine that it's. A, if he's, I imagine if he's that a it's celebrating. Ex- if he's celebrating this. I imagine that it's. An, I imagine that it's an expensive <laughs> habit, and he's. Like, oh. And he's, yeah. Oh, my you think that's girl what it... wants to party all the, and it's like, damn. I she doesn't can't want party. you know. Some nights, honey, we gotta go home and watch TV. We're not gonna yeah. be out drinking Cristal every night. Right. Is that what it is, Daniel? Yeah, pretty much. That, I mean, that's the the opening lyrics. Girl, I can't understand it. Why you want to hurt me? After all the things I've done for you, I buy you champagne and roses, put diamonds on your finger, diamonds on your finger. Still, you want to hang out all night. What am I to do? My girl wants to party. <laughs> there you out. go. There you have it. It's expensive having a girl that and wants to party all the time. That's hilarious. All right. That's well, then. Wonderful. That's so, funny. The picture. How about the picture at my funeral with my hands <laughs> on my face? And then like, the casket is is propped up because JD's final wish is was to be able to, to hug everyone. Is to hug everyone one more time. And Elliot says, you were the only one I never faked it with. Again, this is JD's, you know, daydream. And then he finally gets Cox. And it turns out within the fantasy, he faked his death. Right. Just to <laughs> finally get Cox to hug him. And then Cox snaps his neck. Yeah. So he's really dead. And then right. we come back and I turn to Kelso and I go, and then we'd have my real funeral. And Kelso and goes, the next Kelso exchange. Goes, what are you, an idiot? I go, no, sir. I'm a dreamer. Now, what do you what do you call like a is a meme? I know what a meme is, Daniel. But if it's just like a a picture with the dialogue that happened in 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 that moment, is that still a meme? That's a meme. I I think the GIF is the one that's electrical, right? No, but is this universal? Like a meme is like any picture with the words on it these days. It's to connote an emotion. It's like it's like the image is the 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 idea is the image and the text or whatever it connotes a feeling that is universal and okay well that quote look at the big brains on Daniel well Daniel knows his uh, internetness um the that 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 meme is one of the most often scrubs memes I've ever seen for some reason someone at some point made it black and white and uh, you I always see me and Kelso are you an idiot no sir I'm a dreamer dreamer. (laughs) it's a great line it really is. It end, yeah, it ends the cold open. It's that funny. Um, so Carla, again, is upset. Everyone's moving on. Um, Cox has decided... Oh, because um, the preacher... Oh, no. Wait. That was another funny part. Did we... 
Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a mm-hmm? mm-hmm. Just go, can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Ain't that about right? Mm-hmm. So that's where she got it from. Yeah, from church. <laughs> from church, she got her mm-hmm. famous mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cox's storyline is that he wants 20 minutes to himself. Uh, oh, because sorry, because the preacher in his sermon mentioned, I want you to all find 20 minutes to to just for yourself so you can appreciate uh, yourself right to, to just, no, just, just to appreciate life appreciate the appreciate. things that you you know like you know when people it's it, it's a shame that we don't realize how precious life is and how much we need to check in with ourselves until someone dies we run ourselves ragged right you know what i mean we, we eat forget unhealthy. how fleeting it is yeah we eat unhealthy we freaking we we uh 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 you know uh stress a lot we put ourselves in situations that are very dangerous and we don't realize that we're doing it until after somebody passes away and the preacher's saying you know what this moment that you're feeling right now this feeling of you know she's too young to have gone and no you know life is precious and you need to realize that every day and just take 20 minutes a day to 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 check in with yourself and appreciate life and yeah. so that's what Cox is trying to do. He takes that literally. Yes. Um, and um, and he gets constantly interrupted throughout the episode. And he even builds a pantomime glass box around himself in the in the doctor's, what do you call it? Lounge. Yeah. And um, and everyone and everyone comes and is constantly interrupting him. And Kelso's kind of watching the whole time. And right. he later calls him out on it, saying, you love it. That's your thing. This is you, your you know, thing, dude. Stop complaining about, you know, stop putting on this act that you, your whole, your whole thing is that you love to be needed as much as, as you are needed by these young people. You, you, he calls bullshit on it. He's like, you love being needed. You love being the one they go to. You love being a teacher, essentially. Um, even though your whole shtick is that you are grumpy about it. And it's also planting the seed that he's going to take over soon, and Kelso's not going to work at the hospital anymore. Yeah, I noticed Kelso was like, first of all, I was like, Kelso was reading paper a lot in this episode, and then he's later, we'll, we'll get to it, but he's watching Keith and Elliot fight like it's a soap opera. And uh, it's funny because he could be in his office, but he he's kind of like, he's kind of like not doing anything really doctorly, but he's just, just, just kind of leaning back like a retired guy with his newspaper. He's he's already retired in his mind. He's already retired. He's just does he retire hospital. in the season in the next I think, season? I think this is the yeah. I, well, in the next season, he's at the coffee bucks all the time. Yeah, I think he might start to retire. But anyway, I also felt like they were softening him a tiny bit because he was he he wasn't a total prick in this one. He was. It almost felt like the strategy was let's begin to soften him. Uh, almost like they were prepping you you would you would kind of call that out like yeah i think a, a while ago you'd said like at a certain point they begin to soften him to make him a likable instead of this fucking horrible racist person right. that he, uh, and 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 horrible dude they begin to soften his character a bit i have a question yeah lonnie's still an intern dude like lonnie still needs help hasn't lonnie been there since the beginning with us I don't think Lonnie ever progressed. He's like one of those like like seventh year uh, seniors. Doug <laughs> progressed. Lonnie yeah. can't progress. Doug, Doug progressed. Doug may have left his phone in a Loma when he did the autopsy. Yeah, he might have. 
He says, "Do you think if I call it?" He goes, "Never mind." Um, let's um, speak for a minute. I on just want to say, song. wait, Johnny yeah. Castle's wife just reached out to me because there's all of this hoopla about us doing a Scrubs reunion that we mm-hmm. talked yes, about. That the Donald ATA. announced at the. Uh... I didn't announce that shit. Bill announced that shit. <laughs> well, it's so funny. We obviously you knew that we knew that press were gonna write on it because they were there, but um, and we don't know what it is yet. But so um, but we don't, did if, right. What so yeah, we don't exactly. we don't. We have no idea what it is yet, but we all want to do something. And we've been saying that in so many words forever. But um, but Bill has now officially said it. And Hulu, you know, because it was a Disney show, a Disney property, it would likely be on Hulu or, or, or Disney Plus or both. I don't know. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. 
These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Let's speak for a minute on uh, cochlear implants, because that was a very is a very controversial thing, and Joelle... Um, Pointed out that, and I didn't understand this. Actually, The Sound of Metal. Did you see that movie, Donald? They they, they have a, mm-hmm. that's an amazing film that I highly recommend. Donald, did you see that? I have not, but I'm a big Riz fan, so I really yeah, want Riz to. Yeah, Riz Ahmed, right? Riz Ahmed's amazing. No, that movie is brilliant and, 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 and expresses the debate on this topic in, in the deaf community better than we ever could. But I just did want to point out that we were a bit cavalier uh, when we were in this episode about it. And so I just want to read one thing on Scrubs Wiki I read and then one thing that Joelle sent me. Um, again, forgive us because we don't know too much on this subject and we didn't write the episode. But uh, just on Wiki, it says the subplot about the deaf child provoked ire in some deaf Internet communities because it neglected to mention the debate surrounding cochlear implants. The culturally deaf, a community of which the father seems a part, disdain cochlear implants, regarding them as selling out into the greater hearing culture. Um in recent years, however, the deaf community has become more tolerant of deaf people with cochlear implants. However, the story still presents some medical objections. There was no reference to an audiological consult, which would be necessary before any procedure could be undergone. Furthermore, ideal candidates are slightly younger than this boy, who appears five or six. And finally, audiologists still do not consider cochlear implants as an ideal solution, uh, nor one appropriate in all cases, and it would be clinically irresponsible to go behind the father's back t- to get the, ch- the, the mm. child implanted, regardless of the visitation status. So yeah, even even not understanding that debate within the community, I was like, they're, they're going behind the father's wishes? It seems, that seems bizarre, didn't it, t- to you as well, or no? Well, I, I, I don't know much about, you know, I, I, I definitely think they thought they were doing the right thing by... Yeah. They thought that the child was being neglected, especially if you can make it so the kid could hear. Right. Now. The writers uh, should have uh, done a little research on the controversy of this uh, and and probably had it explained a bit uh, more to the audience. Because, like, the sound, I didn't really fully understand the debate until I saw the movie, which I, I, again, highly recommend called The Sound of Metal, in which it's pretty well discussed. But, yeah, I think they... They 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 missed they missed it a bit here with the with the deaf community. I, I and you know what I think they were trying to shine a light on it too, uh, and it just I I think it just fell 
uh, a little short. I, I, I would, the going behind the father's back is the problem. Yeah. Like the mother, like, first of all, the mother's not there. Like it, maybe if the mother was there and, and they had gotten into a debate about the pros and cons and JD and Turk had learned something that they didn't know. Um, but they didn't learn anything. They didn't, they didn't really learn, learn anything. anything. No, they didn't learn anything. In fact, the father sort of acquiesces and said, I was just trying to hold on to our special bond. And, and, and then we end, you know. So anyway, um, we're going to talk about that stuff. But I wanted to acknowledge that uh, controversial subject and that we, we, we know about it. And uh, we didn't write it, but we, we see now how uh, it could have been a little bit better um, for the audience and for America. You know, it was really interesting, speaking of controversial, that yeah. Obi-Wan this week had a, before the show starts. Wait, are you going to give a spoiler? Before the, no, I'm not giving a spoiler. Before the show starts, yeah. it says, the following episode may contain, the, sorry, the following fictional episode may contain uh, images that might be disturbing to viewers. Okay. I have never seen that before where they had to explain Now that, was there without that giving any fiction, spoilers that a fictional episode of television something that's not real might that's like saying when you go see Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end of the movie something's going to Some, happen a heart will be pulled out it right. is not a real heart. Right. But wait, I, there must have been, there must have without any spoilers, there must have been something in the episode because young children are watching it. Is it is that why? Did you was there anything that you if saw? If you're a that, fan, okay. So look, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you know about what happens to the Jedi, right? That's just how it is. If you know what happens after Revenge of the Sith, after Order sixty six, you know what happens to the Jedi, and you know that no one is spared. No Jedi is spared. If you've been watching Obi-Wan, you know that no Jedi is spared. They're telling yeah. you. Did you like watching. the episode? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I genuinely like the show, man. It's Do you a, think Freck is going to get an action figure? I don't think so. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Will Why I not? get a Lego set? All I want Defin is a Lego set. You'll definitely get a Lego set because that carrier is pretty dope. Okay. Now, uh, will I get a Funko Pop? Maybe shit. I don't okay. know, motherfucker. I don't work for Lucasfilm. I just want you to help me manifest it. I don't have a whiteboard here in New York. Bro, you, you put need on to your get whiteboard. A... Zach um, gets a freck. Uh, you want Uncle me to Pop? write on my right? You want this motherfucker? <laughs> now I'm pushing it too far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but no. But sincerely, man. So you know that there are things that happen in this world. This is why I love it. It really is a play on like the Underground Railroad. It's a play on the Holocaust. It's a play on a lot of these horrible things that have happened to humans in real life, you know? Yes. And they've now brought it into Star Wars. Somebody mm. also said that all of this is based on every episode of Star Wars so far up to episode six. Uh, and you can find similarity a similarity from the first episode all the way so far, they'd be at Empire Strikes Back right now. It matches kind of like the what's going on in some way. Wow, interesting. I met the writer when we returned. When I landed in JFK from Austin, I, I met the writer who's who wrote them all, uh, Baggage Claim, and he he I guess he was at the TV festival, and I quickly reminded him that Freck was not dead, 
Mm. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show, Donald. Um, it turns out the janitor knows sign language fluently. We don't know a, how. He has a very elaborate story about um, befriending a gorilla. Oof. I think it was the Hoboken Zoo. Was it the Hoboken yes, Zoo? Yes, yes. And they only had a few words that the, that the janitor learned from the gorilla, and he used to give him cigarettes. The janitor would give the gorilla cigarettes. And the gorilla died from lung cancer. Yes. And that the gorilla um, also, he learned a sign language from the gorilla as he began to expand his vocabulary, that the gorilla liked big, and uh, uh, his boobs big and hairy. And then the, to- the Todd comes in and goes, join the club, player. <laughs> get out, he goes, get out of here. Of course. That's Todd's only line in the show is commenting yeah. on liking hairy breasts. Do you know how many times he ran that line too? <laughs> yeah. Join the club player. Join the club Join player. the club player. Join, Join the, the club. club player. Join the club player. Join, Join the club the... player. Join the club player. Yeah. Join and then Eric, that's too big, Rob. Join, Join the, the club, club player. player. Join the club player. Aaron, that's it. Yeah. I'm gonna lock that in. I'm gonna lock that one in. <laughs> lock lock it down. Yo. <laughs> but he always so, nailed it. All right, so Elliot and Keith uh, are at a crossroads. Yeah, you know, um, and this is where the show gets weird because I thought she was going to break up with him. Because uh, I don't feel like they're really in love. I mean, I don't know. The, the writers no. clearly made a decision. They were like, we're going to keep her with Keith. We're not going to start another relationship with her. But. She, and then, and then, and then, was it? Is it Carla who says you're you're just doing what you always do since JD hurt you? You're afraid, and so you're running away. But I don't. I their relationship is strictly based on fucking, though. Yeah, like and weird, also like bizarre places. fucking. That's their whole yeah, storyline. Like, is their bizarre fucking? There's another one in this one where they she's coming up with a whole elaborate. Uh, they love role play. I mean, yeah, they are yeah. deep into role play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Elliot for that too. Yeah, it's funny. Elliot's my Elliot's my type of lady. <laughs> yeah, Elliot and Elliot's the one who's like coming up with these elaborate scenarios. And, yeah, um, she's initiating it. She's really become very horny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so Elliot is Elliot's announces in the cafeteria that she's fine with Keith skipping their anniversary, and all the men in the cafeteria gather around. They they can't believe this. They're like, "What is? Yeah, you don't care that he's going to Vegas on your anniversary?" And they just can't believe it. And and Ted, the lawyer, says, "If only you were forty years older." <laughs> he has an old lady fetish, man. Well, he's kind of obsessed with his mom, right? I mean, well, he just obsessed with old ladies. It's his mom is his his mom is his he wants is, a woman his, just like mom, but he yeah. he wants her the same age. Yes. <laughs> yes. He wants her just like mom. Just like mom. <laughs> if only you were 40 years older. Yeah, he likes old ladies, man. Like hey. he's a gilf. He's he got gilf issues. To each their own. Keith, on the other hand, is really not happy because he, it was a test. He doesn't want to go. It was a test to see how into the relationship Elliot really is. And he feels like she failed the test. Yeah, and Kelso's like, you're a nagger. And then out of nowhere, Snoop Dogg <laughs> resident shows up and goes, what do you call her, you punk ass? <laughs> and he goes, funny. a nagger. And she goes, oh, we cool. And then That's walks off. That's <laughs> funny. That was so out of nowhere. 
By the way, and good good on Snoop. He really he really did he a committed. good job with that. He, he committed. committed to it. Yeah. What'd you call him punk ass? What'd you call you what'd you call him, you punk ass? Hilarious. And then not long after, um, because Kelsa was making fun of them for being a, you know, as a as a as a as a sexist old man, he was being saying that Keith was being the woman and Elliot was being the man. And when Keith finally walks out, he says to Elliot, "Bitches, huh?" Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny coming out of Ken's mouth, but I mean, look, I'm sorry. Ken saying "bitches" is funny. I'm, I, I mean. There's, look, there's a lot of inappropriate things in this show that are still funny to me. I'm sorry, I'm a human being. I can't. I can't. Well, at least not... he's calling a man a bitch, right? But I can't not laugh at certain things. Too. What, Dale? Dale's making a face like. No, it's funny. No, it's right. funny. It's still right. funny. We don't have our. We don't. We don't have Joel here. We don't have Joel. Tell us. <laughs> <we need laughs> to tell us who we're out of line. I thought. It, I thought it was funny. Um. So D- Doug may have left his cell phone in Laverne's corpse. We mentioned that. Um. Elliot is uh, afraid, um, and um, and and then eventually is talked into saying, "Hey, not talked into." She comes around to the feeling that 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 Carl is right. She's afraid of committing because JD hurt her, and uh, and she summons the courage and tells Keith that she loves him, which I don't think she does, but that's just me. Well, spoilers: we learn that she still holds a torch for jd as she should i mean it wouldn't um jd does well with the ladies that's a, that's for real for real yeah the character really really did well listen this song i love i don't have my rig here but maybe uh daniel can play 30 seconds of uh paolo nutini's last request it's such a beautiful song it really hits on this episode too yeah slow down Lie down, remember it's just you and me Don't sell out, bow out Remember how this used to be I just want you closer Is that alright? Baby, let's get closer it's such a that album. If you never heard it, um, Paolo Nutini's first album that was like around this time was so popular. Uh, great album, but I got goosebumps when 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 the voiceover says like Laverne's Laverne was still present, you know, kind of guiding us all with her wisdom, and um, and then that song starts up, and it was just really really pretty. Yeah, um, I was gonna say this episode didn't make me laugh that much. You know, but no, it it's an odd one. It's an odd but it one. was definitely—I didn't think it was a bad episode. That's the thing. You know what I mean? I just thought, you know, <clears throat> I guess everybody needs a little bit of time to grieve, and I guess this was our way of grieving the fact that, you know, Aloma wasn't going to be around that much anymore. You know? No, that I think was- we were always on the bubble. You know, Bill spoke about this before. Like we were always on the bubble of getting canceled. We never knew. We never ever knew if we were coming back it wasn't like you know sometimes shows get picked up like right away and you know they're going to get a season or two more seasons but scrubs was always on the bubble and i think bill did it um thinking that there was a chance this was our last season 
And then he instantly felt bad because he said to Alomo, like, I just thought we were ending the show and, and we were going to, you know, do something super dramatic. And he said kind of offhandedly to her, you know, if we if we happen to get picked up again, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back as your sister. And, and we all kind of laughed like, no one's never going to do that. That's so weird. And then sure enough, we got picked up and he brought her back as Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Laverne's Laverne sister Shirley. And Laverne you're like, again. I can't, I'll never remember that. I'll never remember that. I'm going to call you Laverne again. Yeah, I'm going to call you Laverne again. <laughs> All right, listen, we have an exciting guest uh, today. She is our genius costume designer that we've been um, plugging and promising to you forever. Carrie Bennett. Did she do the ninth season, Donald? I don't know if she did, but she did all. We'll all find the, out. Yeah, we'll ask her. She did all the eight that I was uh, a part of. And um, she, I mean, every single costume that was, a, was in a fantasy or, you know, all the incredibly wacky stuff that occurred over this show uh, came our out. First, of- our first ever going out on Halloween costumes in real life, she made for us. Yeah, she, she took care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was time to put a big clock around JD's neck when he mm. went to the club and he said, man, it's only 10 o'clock. I <laughs> was Carrie Bennett. All right. So we'll be right back after this break with Carrie Bennett, the costume designer of Scrubs. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. 
If you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we're back! We have the most exciting guest we've had in a long time. Uh, we should have done this long, long, long ago, but we're not the most organized uh, group of people. Donald. I never Donald does nothing. Be. Donald does no <laughs> guest booking. It's me no. and Joel. And, um, oh, that's not true. I've had guests. Who have you booked on the show? Seth Green. Your mom? Your mom. My mom. <laughs> I booked Seth. My mom. I wasn't on the Seth was a stand-in for me when I couldn't come. And I booked, uh, booked, Oh wait, I I I also booked uh 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 Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so there you go. But um we're so thrilled. Uh please welcome the costume designer for uh the entire series of scrubs, Carrie Bennett. Thunderous applause, Daniel. Thunderous applause. Hey, how you doing? Carrie, we were just, did you do season nine too, or just eight? I did, and and I was big, giant, pregnant lady, and then I had a baby, oh. and I didn't do the last three episodes. I did the okay. pilot and all the way, and all the until, way. You did every single episode up until the last three of season nine. Yeah. Yeah, now tell everyone, um, you know, the, we know the, they know the obvious, but a lot of our listeners aren't in the business. So kind of tell them like how you do your job. Obviously, each week you're you're given a script and uh, just, you know, explain a little bit like what you and your team do, because maybe some people are interested who want to. Well, go how did to... I want to know how you got into it is. OK, let's <laughs> really go further know. back. How did you Let's start? Go. Oh my gosh, really? You really want to go that far back? Well, don't yeah. give us the cliff notes. We don't need a play-by-play. But, okay, you know. okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I was a dance major in college. Maybe you guys didn't even know that. 
I didn't know that. Dance major in college. But I was working in the costume. I always knew how to sew. And I was working in the costume department. And my uh, teacher was like, you should do, you have great energy. You should do uh, costumes for TV. And then I, um, yeah, I went, I, I got my master's degree at CalArts in costume design. And I moved to New York, as people do. And what was the first show of, uh, that we would, that people would know that you worked on? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, the State. Do you know that show? No. It's like a cult. It's a cult classic. Like it was on Comedy Central. I did a ton. I've always done comedies. That's always my jam. Comedy. And how did Bill yeah. find you? Bill found me through Adam Bernstein, okay. our beloved, our, our amazing uh, director of our pilot, who's, uh, who's yeah, very who kind of initially set the look of the whole show. Had you yeah. guys worked together before? We did Strangers with Candy together with Amy Sedaris. Right. Another like mm -hmm. culty classic. We did that and it was super nuts. And we just, we just bonded on that because it was such a hard project to get through. Yeah. Were you New York based or LA based? No, or? I'm from California. I'm a California girl. Okay. And um, yeah, went out to New York and was out there for like six years doing shows. Um, I did actually Upside, Upright Citizens Brigade was one of my big ones with, yeah. um, you know, Amy Poehler and mm -hmm. Matt Walsh and all those guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's how I met Adam Bernstein. He did, he directed some of those and then we did strangers with candy and then he came out to do scrubs and I was, I think it might've been the only costume designer he knew. Uh. <laughs> in LA. So wait, you so came, we, so you came back to LA from New York. Yeah. 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 I, I need the sunshine. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. No, I like, to, I, like I like to, I like the sun on my face. Yeah. Really? Cause you're in New York right now. Well, I like to go back and forth, but the sun is out here in New York. I just mean I don't like uh, – I could never the live anywhere. The sun's really out here in California right now. It's right. really it out. Really, it's extra out. It's really out, yeah. Now, Carrie, some might think, you, you know, when you got the assignment, did you think, well, this is going to be challenging because obviously there's a lot of doctor's clothes and scrubs, <laughs> but the, you, you had all these elaborate crazy fantasies, and that was going to be the fun challenge for, for a costume designer, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, the thing is, like, I don't – I, all the projects I go into, I never assume I know what I'm doing. I always have like a little little base of fear that 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 motivates me. And actually, I was like, I don't assume I know what a medical community looks like. I have no idea. They wear scrubs and they wear lab coats, but who wears the lab coats and who doesn't and who wears regular clothes? So Adam and I went to the hospital in downtown L.A. We oh, made an appointment. And he and I did research together. And I'll tell you what, all the characters were in there, including Doug. There was a guy in the ER that walked around with a fanny pack with his water bottle, like swinging from it. And um, <laughs> I was like, there you have it. You were taking notes. And that's how Doug's fanny pack was born. <laughs> yep, that's it. And so just, just um, like I said, my um, initial question, like what, what, what? Just to explain to people, you get a script and you kind of do a breakdown of of what's going to be necessary, right? And and yeah, and you yeah, and your team get together. Yeah, no, I do that. I I read it well, and, and the supervisor, like my right hand person, we we read the script and break it down and figure out how many days are in it because you know often it, the only thing that you that that um, dictates that the day has changed is that you've changed your outfit. Right. There's no thing right. that says like the next day right, or whatever. Right. So that's really important. Um, 
So I figure out how many days they are and like, what's going on? Like, are you flying through the sky? Are you like, whatever? Are you getting something spilled on you? Okay, so then we're going to need doubles. If there's a stunt, we're going to need quadruples. Right. Like, Zach, I, I pretty much only bought quadruples of everything I ever bought for you. Because yeah. we always needed a hero costume. Yeah. We needed a double, a, a stunt, and then a ruined one. Right. You know? <laughs> and the clothes so just, are amazing. The clothes that JD got to wear. Uh, Donald, I don't know if you loved your clothes as much as I did. But I got to say, like, I, I, my non-scrubs clothes, my, my civilian clothes clothes out in the real world i i loved i was like and they were so nice and, and jd could have never afforded them probably because some of them were really <laughs> swanky well i just i remember and i've i've always stuck to this carrie told me because i because I, you know i come from uh the urban area where baggy clothes is <laughs> what you always want to wear and stuff like that and i remember saying to carrie I don't want to wear this tight shit no more. She's like, it looks good on screen. I said, I don't want to wear this anymore. Come on, it's so tight. And she was like, all right, fine. You get to wear baggy clothes. And I said, all right, yeah, I won. So she put me in baggy scrubs. And I looked like I'm sweat. Like when you look at it on screen, I'm swimming in these things. So then I go back to Carrie. I go, I want to wear the tight stuff again. <laughs> I kind of always remember pulling your scrubs up in the back, too, yeah, to, yeah, sir. Yeah, because I would always let them fall off. Yeah, yeah. That booty was, I, was always coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I remember um, too that there was I, I had to change so much because I was in so much. At a certain point, I went to Carrie because, you know, Carrie, you know, even with the scrubs, she was trying to shake it up, you know, because, you know, you know, there's blue scrubs, but there's all different shades of blue. And what was the what was the shirt that was underneath it? And I used to I in the beginning, I cared so much. And finally, having to change 40 times a day, I was like, Carrie, we're going to (laughs) stick in each episode with the same pair of blue scrub pants <laughs> jd for this whole episode will wear that shade of pants you can go crazy with the top changes <laughs> i know you know i'm always just trying to hold the line with the continuity and like i will make sure that everything's like copacetic and then Bill would say things like, oh, you know, you didn't even notice. Like, he went in the room with one color scrubs on, and he came out with a different color scrubs I know, on. I know. I remember used Bill, a piece. I oh, remember Bill doing that. He, he did that once when he was like, he's like, see if you notice anything off here. And uh, I think I, I don't forgot if I told this story before. And no one could figure out. No one could figure it out. And then finally, he's like, you don't notice that JD scrubs totally changed color? Um, <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, that's what it is. He goes, yeah, we needed a shot of you running out of that room. I didn't have one. So I took one from another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All my yeah. hard work. Yeah. Carrie, but yeah, you, got, you know, you though, Dad, you're totally, you're totally right. I mean, when I would pull the line, meaning like pull out all the costumes for the, for each episode, you would often have like 13 changes in mm-hmm. one 20 minute episode. Like yeah. it's so crazy. Cause it's like a montage and then there's like another montage and then there's like, a scrub in the day and then you go out on a date at night and you have sex or you, (laughs) that was the crazy thing. That was the crazy thing. Like also (laughs) you guys were in charge. Like there's a lot of nudity on the show and you guys were in charge of hiding things. You know what I mean? Like from the beginning all the way to the end. Like I remember one time I had a leaf made to cover my body. (laughs) You know what I mean? I remember one time I literally had 
I had a leaf one time. I had a I had a a, a nine iron. Uh, uh, I mean a nine wood. You know what I mean? Like you, you guys were sock, very creative. Yeah, and the sock, sock fell right? off. A very no. Sock, they're no, creative. They're too. creative, but sometimes it's just a sock, and um, and the sock falls off. Remember when I was dancing for Tara Reid at and the end of the bed? Your sock fell off. Your yes. sock fell oh, off. Oh, you're you're saying your sock would never fall <laughs> off. Never fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that falls under my jurisdiction. That's yeah. crazy sure. though, but that's that, nuts, yeah. man. It's like, I mean, yeah. you well, did that, everything. You know, yeah, and monkey costumes, and uh, let's see, we did monkey, we did chimps and monkeys. Dogs. Remember when the remember oh. when the ostrich wore Don, Donald's Kango? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean all of that. It all. But then falls not just that. Then it goes into <laughs> fantasies like the Wizard of Oz episode. Yeah, yeah. The, you really and, uh, the Wizard of Oz and the and the and the Princess, Princess Bride, Bride episode. You did such beautiful work for that, Carrie. I, I, it's. A, mm, I, I, I don't. I don't know if you um, uh, were nominated, but you should have been. Um, <laughs> That your your work on on you know you you always did outstanding work on on so so fast, but there were particular episodes like The Wizard of Oz and Princess Bride, for example, where you really got to do just epic work. And the Princess Bride one, I well, I, I directed both of those, so I I know that we got to work intimately on on that that together, yeah. and, and it was you just did ex- extraordinary work. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I trained our production crew to put that stuff anything that was a specialty costume to shoot it at the end of the week because the scripts would always come in so late that i would need the time like as we're shooting i would need the time to like pull that stuff together all that specialty stuff and that was often custom made or whatever what about Um, goat turk remember goat turk yeah dude i like at one point (laughs) yeah my bad. My bad. <laughs> Goat Turk, get your hands off my little woman. Goat Turk, plant Turk. Oh my Freaking, gosh! Like this, yeah, man, yeah. There was a unicorn in there somewhere. Yeah, I think I made a horn for a unicorn. Yeah, you did. And yes, we put it you on did. A, yeah. We glued it to a horse's head. Not glued, yeah. Peter. Not Wait, glued. You guys, Gently. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this outside. Okay. It's driving me crazy. I'm no sorry. Problem. <laughs> Not glued. Um, gently placed. Like with, with sticky stuff, mm. gum like, like elastic or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. it was like a. That's it was like it was. A, it was like, yeah, it was. It was like something <laughs> to, that doesn't hurt. Nothing that hurts the horse. Yes, unless it wasn't a horse. It was a. It it, it may have actually been a unicorn. Um, <laughs> Carrie, what do you what do you remember is like your hardest assignment or or or, and and or also your favorite <clears> one. Do you, do you have any that come to mind? Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. Where do I start? I mean, uh, the big one was the Bahamas, doing yeah. two episodes in the Bahamas, again, with no script. I just was kind of guessing. I had to ship everything down there like two weeks, I think, before we shot. Right. And, you know, there was no script by then. You so just, just kind of guessed. It would be our characters who you knew so well. Um, I knew, yeah. I knew that you'd need bathing suits. I knew there was a wedding and that's all I knew. And I just shipped everything down there. That was so hard. And you, that's you know, because in there this was episode, no store. Neil, yeah, Neil doesn't wear a jumpsuit at all in this episode. Yeah. In Everybody's episode. in different things. Yeah. And, you know, we're on the plane and Bill's like, come sit next to me. I'm going to tell you what's in this episode. Oh, really? <laughs> 
So you were really screwed if like there was any surprises. Well, and there was. And then he was like, hey, could we have a mermaid? I'm like, you have to be kidding me. That is like costume designers number one favorite amazing thing to make. And I don't have been to have a mermaid. And we weren't like even we weren't even like in the main area of the Bahamas. We were on a remote. So remote. No stores. So. Well, I figured that we would probably need lining for things like bathing suits and stuff. So I threw in some lining fabric and then the, it was our, it was Sarah Standen who ended up being the mermaid girl. Shalina. 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 Yeah. And she had an amazing bra as girls do. She loaned me that. I like hand sewed a thing, you know, over her bra there was like a tiny little gift store there that had like some earrings that had shells on them. So I bought those. <laughs> I took, took the shells off, like hand sewed this whole thing. I stayed up all night and just made this thing. <laughs> and then we get to the shot and it's, he shoots it from the back, which I didn't do the back because I figured we did fine. So he's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Just it's over the shoulder. Um, and anyways, I think she, what is she comes out of the water or something? I yeah. don't know. It's just her top. I don't remember. Hat, but. Was this when I saw your eel, Donald? I forgot. Come on, bro. <laughs> no. Remember there's a In scene. the show. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. I don't remember the script moment. With this that is, yet. We haven't gotten there yet. I don't remember either. I do remember getting <laughs> so dehydrated that I almost passed out while we're shooting that scene on the beach. Because we were drinking a lot of alcohol. We drank so many Bahama Mamas. The yeah. whole there crew There was so did. much yeah. downtime and so... Um, like even at, yeah. I felt bad order- because the crew was really working their asses off in the heat. Nah, man, dude, man, listen, <laughs> they were drinking bullshit. <laughs> we, I was about to say, come on, bro. <laughs> we were fucking around when we were making that shit. Like we got drunk. With like, uh, most of us are drunk or stoned while making that episode, dude. Well, whenever there's a down moment, we're just you'd be sitting there and there'd be a bar. Right so there. You would yeah. just, rather than rather than sit in your uh, director's chair or whatever, you just go sit at the bar. Can I get a Bahama mama, please? And then out of nowhere, you're freaking doing scenes drunk out of your mind. And you're like, I'm so fucking drunk right now. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, you should know when you watch the Bahamas episodes that we're, we're, we're holding it yeah. together. And I am inebriated. Yeah. <laughs> I think the entire crew is, actually. Yeah. And we just swim at lunchtime. and Yeah, just get in the ocean. Yeah, well, that was the infamous. That was, you know, listen, man. That was the infamous swimming in the ocean with a uh, uh, a thunderstorm behind us. Yeah. That's when that happened. And we had we basically like rented all the houses on that on that island. There was there there was not a hotel, right? We just had no, all the houses. Was, we were living with like we like we kicked everybody that lived there off the island, and <laughs> we took over their homes. <laughs> I well, we didn't that. kick them off the island. I think they a lot of people rented their houses to us. Don't act like we like we're like get out. But I do. I do remember actually that they had to. Um, they hired people to clean up the beach. Remember that they were like bulldozing um, uh, uh, seaweed off the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I thought it was yeah, like we... trash and stuff. I was about to say, damn, that sucks. But, but no, Carrie, didn't seeing... you develop your own scrubs line for a while? What? Um, what what happened? Is that still going, or did, did that did that did that end? What happened with that? I remember there was a moment where we were often wearing your very own scrubs. I know, yeah, yeah, no, I did that. You know, after the first season, you know, I, well, let me back up. Like that was two thousand one. Back then, scrubs were 
unisex. Like there was no designer scrubs. It didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. And so I had our beautiful ladies in these scrubs that were like not cute. And we had them tailored so tight on them that we had to put zippers in them and stuff so that they could get out of them. We had to take two of us, would pull them out of their scrub tops every day. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like this is torture for the actresses. And uh, so after that first season, I spent the summer developing, like I, I, I was like, there's gotta be stretchy scrub fabric somewhere. So we can make these tight little cute fitted scrubs, but they're stretchy so they can come on and off. Yeah. Right. So I made those and um, tried them on the girls and they were just like, Oh my God, this is, uh, this is a revolution. And then we started the second season with those scrubs and I had, I didn't do them for you boys yet. Um, cause, cause the girls were the, the first issue to, to. Well, and also you wanted, they were so beautiful. You wanted to show their curves. Yeah. And- we wanted them to look fitted in their scrubs and, and yeah. cute on TV. Um, and people started to call the show, like right into the show and, and be like, what are those scrubs? Where did you get those? Like, yeah, like, people who wore scrubs were like, wait a second. We're like, where are those from? Yeah, yeah, those are so flattering. <laughs> right. Where do I get those? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I made those. Um, so, yeah, so then I launched um, I launched a little business, and it did amazing for a while. <laughs> um, and then and everybody, then I started, everybody you know, had then, that it, patent. It, Listen, yeah, I watch then, Shark Tank. I know. I, I, I can hear them saying, uh, this is copyable. And so you felt like yeah. a lot of people got a lot of people uh, joined you in the, in and it kind of was a hard business to maintain. Is that what happened? To- yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of copycats. And now there's so many. Now, now everyone is. I mean, in the profession, it seems uh, has has didn't uh, Darla many options. What, do you remember Darla makeup? Didn't she start the whole spray painting the face thing? She was yeah, like airbrush original, makeup. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the originals to do that too before it went viral yeah. and everybody started doing yeah and them. she was developing her own own means yeah. of her own equipment yeah. to to yeah. airbrush makeup yeah 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 it's hard to keep that stuff going though and like you know when well, and also I, you've got well, uh, you can't run two businesses at the same time it, you have to do the show yeah. and then you, you, you yeah. yeah i also had a after, baby yeah after know, scrubs did you go on to busy. work did you go on to work with bill some more or did you um, I've done some pilots with him. I've done a bunch of pilots with him. I just finished doing head of the class with him. Cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, and back then too, back during the scrubs years, I was also doing the office. You were? Which I, did. I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know that? Wait, what no. seasons of the office did you do? Dudes, I did the pilot and I did the first four seasons of the office. Bullshit. Oh. How did you manage I, to do that? <laughs> I did it. I did it for, uh, at both of them at the same time. Like we did the pilot during a hiatus of Scrubs, I think. And then it was like almost a year before it got picked up. So I was like, ah, you know, pilots never go anywhere. I'm I'm good. And then it got picked up and <laughs> and they moved it from, it was originally in Culver City. And then they moved it where it ended up in the Valley. So it was kind of like behind where we shot Scrubs. They did it at Radford, right? No, no they it's did in a it, real building like us. No, it's right? in a soundstage. There's a soundstage out on Satakoy out in the, oh, now I just outed it. But it's out, people know where it is. It's yeah. out on Satakoy. So there was a big Starbucks in between. And I would just literally go back and forth all day long. I had, that is so funny. And I had no I had idea. No clue. No clue. No clue whatsoever. <laughs> I think, Carrie, you probably Guys. wanted to hide from us that you were, that you were um, double, double dipping uh, with, a, with another show. 
No, I mean, by then, it like, Scrubs was, you know, I well had done it machine. for several years. Yeah. <laughs> and but also, then, Scrubs was like, yeah, it was a well-oiled machine. Compared to The Office, The Office was chaotic. But they had so, I mean, they were a hit show. They were like the real hit show. We were but like a- not when we were making it. Really? No, the office. The office. I think has found its its uh its giant following after that it aired. Right, Terry. Yeah. I mean, it was a. It was, yeah. I don't think they were. I a thought because huge... like no, I remember Friends being such a big hit and people being like, Scrubs is going to be that, and Scrubs was never quite that. You know what I mean? Not thought no, the office. That. Yeah, and I I thought the office. I had always envisioned that the office was like that, but it's great mm-hmm. to know that. Two of the most, you know, influential shows of the time were kind of like I know. They're What's the common like, denominator? Huh? Yeah, they're not really Carrie the big Bennett. hits. <laughs> we know what it is now, don't we? The we know what it is. is. Out. Um, well, that's incredible. You, I mean, that must be so much hard work. I mean, to be doing both, um, but you obviously have a great support team um, uh, helping. Oh my you. gosh! I mean, yeah. Let's just put, let's set the record straight. Like, I don't do it all. Yeah, no. I have amazing. Is it safe to say that you can't do this all on your own, Carrie Bennett? Yes, (laughs) exactly. And then, then in fact, you're no Superman. No, Uh, I'm not. (laughs) No, can we say that too? Can we say that too? No, we don't need to say that. She had an amazing team, and and uh, we had um, people on set that make sure the continuity matches. uh, The uh, and uh, and. Sarah would always spill things on her scrubs tops. Oh, she would, dear girl. Yeah, yeah. She would. She must have driven you crazy. She's such a slob. Oh my she's god! You know we made she's her. We made her wear. A, a, she had to wear a bib to lunch. You know. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. The Ideally, worst though was. Yeah, was that she? And the worst was that she came in one time and she's got her like icy blue scrubs on and she's holding a sharpie and she's like, um, so it's open. And she's like, I'm so, I fell asleep on this. And she turns around and she has this giant black blob on her ass. And she's like, do you think this will come out? No. (laughs) It's It's a Sharpie. It's Sharpie. Like who falls asleep on an open Sharpie? (laughs) Sarah. Sarah does. Sarah's dressing room. Sarah's dressing room, Carrie. I don't know if you ever ventured in there, but it looked like a bomb went off. Let's let's put it this way. If Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a real movie, they wouldn't want to shrink the kids in Sarah's dressing room because yeah, the kids be- would not get out. The backyard was probably safer than Sarah's dressing room. They would drown in old soup. <laughs> she she yeah. had like food containers from like, yeah, it was just gross. Like, yeah, it was nasty. It was, it was mas- nasty. But Sarah was a big challenge for you because she would always be a klutz and spill something. We were allowed, Donald yeah. and I were... Um, Adults, so we were allowed to wear our clothes to lunch, right? Right, but not Sarah. No. <laughs> Although I think I would often take like, my, I think I would yeah. often it would take my uh, scrub uh, scrub top, top off so. and just wear the yeah. long sleeve. On. Yeah. Hey, listeners! It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. 
And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We really milk the hell out of that t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt thing, Carrie, you and I. Oh my God. You know, it's epic. It's Bill a, still it's, wears that as like his uniform. I know. <laughs> I know. I know it's t- good. I'm going to tell you this. It was the best, the best outfit costumes ever was getting out of my pajamas, going to work and putting on pajamas again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing, I, you know, but they, but you know, halfway through your guys, you're, Scrubs were custom made also. Oh, they yeah. No, at, at, at some and, point they did get fancy. I do remember. Yeah. yeah. I remember I took I took Zach's favorite pants. Like he had like a like a Gucci uh, little um, uh, Chino and he had like, I don't know, these cute little sweatpants. I took all his favorite pants and I was like, okay, I want them, I want the pants to have like this kind of a rise. This, the butt, the pockets like this. So we just kind you're, of you're matched Frankenstein, them all the perfect Zach Braff pants. Um, I, and then there was there was two tone scrubs that I sometimes wore. Were that those came yours? in later. Yeah, that came in later. Yeah, those were you know I, there, I you had I had up. I had every scrub that existed on the market at that point and in every color because we needed to have like thirteen days worth of colors so that right. it looked like it was you know. Well, you also came through like on the personal level too. Like I remember the first Halloween we ever had. You made Zach's costume. And I remember I was like, can you make my costume? And it was like two days before Halloween. And you were like, oh, buddy. Yeah, you know what? Sure, I'll try my best. I was like, I want to be Han Solo. And somehow you figured it out a way to make me a Han Solo outfit. Yeah. And And it was before you were actually Han Solo on the show, obviously. No, I had already. That's how I got the idea. Because we had done the Han Solo and Scrubs thing. But I didn't want oh. to be Han Solo and Scrubs. I wanted to be something else. And she got you got very creative, and you found a vest, and you found some leather <laughs> pants for me to wear, and some boots for right? me to wear. And stuff what was like I that. that year, Donald? Do you, you were you were a, a, a Nosferatu. You were you were like Count Dracula or something like that. That was when we went to the Playboy Mansion for the Playboy Halloween party. I forgot party. if I was Dracula or was I the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> no, it was when we went to the Halloween <laughs> seems party. More for, like it. We went to a Halloween party for Playboy, and I. Recall you having on the tuxedo and the cane and everything. Oh, okay. Um, Carrie, talk about that Star Wars costume, because that was a really good one and also interesting lesson for for people who are curious on how you can tiptoe around when you're when you're technically doing a, a spoof of something, you can you can you can do it, but you had to like do some weird stuff, right? Yeah, you have to change it can't be exactly, exactly, exactly. So you just kind of change it up. You just kinda you know, do it. I mean, that one was not so bad because it was like scrubs. It was supposed to be scrubs that we just, but again, like we made those scrubs. We made the silhouette of the Star Wars looks, but in scrub fabric. Mm-hmm. So it looked, you know, it looked right. I just remember that Sarah had the 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 buns, the of, buns. Of, of Leia, but she had she had like medical things stuck in them. Or something. All right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember we, you dressed me up as Indiana Jones. The scrubs looked like Indiana Jones and everything like that. You just put the, le- they had, I had the leather jacket and the hat, but then the scrubs still kind of had the fit and everything. 
I know. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things like that. And I, you know, I've had to defend myself a few times where it's like, what kind of costumes are there on scrubs? I'm like, Oh my God. So many custom-made costumes. I mean, I can't tell you, I, I think I might even still have them. All, there, there's an entire closet full of customized scrubs that show ladies uh, assets, cleavages. if you will. Cleavages. Cleavages. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, you can say assets. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was, we gesturing, modified... she was gesturing to that area, and, to, and the audience yes. can't see that. So I wanted right. to let Sorry. them know yeah. what she meant. <laughs> Um, yeah, so many custom made things uh, just constantly. Yeah, making it fit whatever wacko thing got written and, you know, and doing it last minute. And that's why I'm saying, like, I do not do all that myself. Like, I orchestrate it, but you want to you shout out your team? You had a great team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so amazing. Yes. I mean, I, with, I, there were so many of them over the, over the years, but Carolyn yeah. Desert amazing celeste lachance on set celeste. amazing i mean you know i ran it, into i ran into celeste uh, at a movie theater uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so i forget what movie we were seeing and she was preggers with a baby on the way yeah we a, we yeah. all did that like <laughs> all, all, i mean yeah. Sarah, Judy, and I were all pregnant at the same, at the same time. time. And we yeah. all went to our each other's baby showers. And we all were like, I forget who got pregnant first. But we we're like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that in this industry? How do you, you have guys all you have, have kids at around the same age? Like little months yeah. within months, months of, yeah. of, of each other. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, Carrie, you did incredible work, and um, no one should ever think that, uh, oh, she just threw some scrubs on people. She, uh, she she did so much and the fantasies you have to understand as funny as they were sometimes they bill would come up with them and the team at the writers at the last minute. second you know i was just thinking of um remember that moment when we when we tuck when we try on tuxedos for yeah for the wedding and then we fantasize about what we'd really want to be wearing that was yeah. hilarious I, I that was one of my favorite outfits ever carrie with all the rings we Oh my gosh! I'm yes, wearing like, I'm wearing like a top hat with white tails. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's got like mirrors or something all over it. Yeah. yeah. Not only like that, a, but yeah. also you made the Eddie Murphy raw outfit. Oh yes, you two made all them. the. You made oh two of God. them. You made raw and delirious. <laughs> Wait, did we just oh do God. raw and or did we just did raw? Do? We just yeah. did raw. Oh, and let's not forget the pimp strut outfits. Yeah, the pimp. I, that was gonna outfit. say. Yeah. I that is. I get asked about that more than anything ever. Like you guys, and I think that was. That your innovation to not wear shirts. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Donald was shirtless <laughs> the first time, and then by the time they did it and again, then, I had gotten in good shape, so I was like, I want to be the shirtless one this time because yeah. I worked so hard for this body. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, we were well, Batman, Batman and Robin, uh, yeah. Batman and Robin, and what about rerun too? Oh my gosh! Right when you dressed everybody oh. up as rerun, dude, and, and, and that's Fred rerun Barry there. That was one of those things that was like literally at like nine o'clock the night before. They're like. I get a call from someone in the writer's room. It's like, hey, so we want to do this joke. And we got rerun. And we want to do it first thing up in the morning. We want the whole crew to be dressed like rerun in a yellow, what is it? Yellow turtleneck, like red tur suspenders, right. yeah. red baggy, beret. Yeah. And the baggy beret. pants. And I'm like, okay, it's it's 9 o'clock at night. And we're going to shoot it at 9 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. You've got 12 hours. Go. And I need like 200 pairs of red uh, you know, uh, pants and suspenders. Uh, suspenders. You need suspenders. <laughs> like, 
And we I'm going to go out and out. get 200 uh, <laughs> suspenders right now. I know that Michael Spiller directed that one because there's a funny shot yeah. of him um, of him in the group as one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yep, he's in it. I don't know how we pulled that one off. Now that well, I think back, I'm like, how did we do that? Terry, thank you <laughs> so much. Um, you're extraordinary, and you made us look good. And we want you to know that we appreciate you and your whole posse for all the years of great, uh, just really beautiful work. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for making it so fun. I mean, you you wrecked it for me. I, I really can't do anything other than comedies anymore because... Mm. I like to do comedies myself because you know you're going to go to work and laugh every day. And and exactly. we always talk about what a fun job this was because the assignment was to go to work and and, and, and be, be funny, funny and laugh all day. Right? It was long and crazy hours, but it was funny. Yeah. And we partied hard, man. Like no fucking crew partied like we partied. We partied like the, rock stars, dude. Uh, yeah. And our rap parties were absolutely epic. <laughs> yeah. Like, epic. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I have yet to experience that level of no. freaking epicness when it comes to partying. Yeah. Well, we don't crew. party anymore. I mean, we're because <laughs> well, we're COVID, old. but also there's a lot of reasons why. But right. for a 25, 26-year-old man... It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. I mean, remember flying to Las Vegas? Amazing. Yeah. Dude, that not only amazing. flying to Las Vegas, we freaking chartered a plane to the Bahamas and got shit-faced. <laughs> but it wasn't <laughs> All like... All of us. It was the whole crew. I wasn't like... When you think of that, don't think of like a private jet. Like, they chartered no, like... No, Bill a chartered a, a like, freaking like 747. A <laughs> and but there was no crew but there was no like there was no way um you know uh crew on the plane like there was no food there was no drinks or anything i remember no. like randall i have a picture of randall winston holding a a, a pitcher of margaritas like yeah. serving down the aisle we was, got <laughs> fucked yeah, there was no food there was just pictures of margaritas was, no it and then was when we had to, bloody mary's right. bloody mary's <laughs> and right. then we had a layover in texas and we ordered pizzas, remember? And the guy came to oh, the- Oh, no, that was on the tarmac. That was on the way back. We didn't do that. On the way back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was on the way back. <laughs> Johnny C busted the door open because you guys, they wouldn't let you guys through customs. Johnny C busted the door open and went and met the guy and bought the pizzas back is what I understand happened. That's fine. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap so it up. Um, Carrie, we love you. Daniel, we love you. Thank you for being love a one-man you. band today. Joel, we miss you. We miss Joel, we miss you. Joel. And um, that's it. Donald, anything else you want to say to the people, to the amazing fans? Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm just happy that, you know, I, I haven't seen you guys. Well, Carrie, I haven't seen you in a while. But Daniel, Zach, I haven't seen you guys in like two weeks. I didn't realize when I said bye to you at the festival that was going to be the last time I saw you. Uh, well, I'm, I'll, I'll be home Sunday if you want to come um, hug me. and and, uh, and I got to work. I'm working this weekend. Oh, yeah, this, you got your pilot. pilot. Yeah, tell them I need I'm special and I need to come on Wednesday, but I, I want to stand on the floor. Okay, work that out. <laughs> for a hug. Yeah, for a hug. For a hug. All right, I love you guys. Uh, five, six, seven, eight. Stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said he's got stories that all should know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them 
can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.